You are listening to the Tenth Men podcast, where we discuss the ideas, theories, and principles to help you live a wealthy, healthy, and happy life. My name is Harish, and I'm a third-year medical student. And my name is Felix. I'm a graduate entry medical student and content creator. Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Tenth Men podcast. My name is Felix, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host Harish. Say hi. Hi, guys. So today we've got a really exciting episode for you. This is something that Harish and I have talked about a lot. It comes up so much, especially since we're students. It's on procrastination. It's on being distracted and on also living an intentional life. And we'll get into what all of that means throughout this episode. So just a quick summary so you know what to expect. We're going to explore why do we procrastinate? You know, what actually is procrastination? Why do we do it? And then we're going to jump over to how we can actually stop procrastinating or how we can develop a state of being where we don't try and procrastinate, where we live an intentional life. What are maybe the methods or even the practices that we can use in order to achieve a point where we don't have to procrastinate or we try not to procrastinate? And lastly, we talk about what benefits you can actually get from not procrastinating. I mean, what's what's the outcome? What's the end result here? What do you gain or what do you lose rather when you stop procrastinating? So those are the things that we're going to go through today. So the first question, okay, is why do we procrastinate? Harish, kick it off, man. So, yeah, before we jump into the question of why do we procrastinate, I think we have to address the main issue, which is what is the definition of procrastination? So like, you know, if you just do a quick Google search, it's a ba- the definition is where you basically delay or postpone an action. But mm-hmm. there is a common misconception out there about procrastination because nowadays people use procrastination synonymously with distraction. And you have to understand these two are actually different things. You have to differentiate these two. So procrastination is when you stop doing a task like, you know, a essay or like a homework and indulge in a less valuable tasks. But that less valuable task gives you more happiness or satisfaction. An example would be, you know, you suddenly switching to watch Netflix when you're actually supposed to be studying. So that's procrastination. Mm-hmm. Distraction is basically something that prevents someone from concentrating on a task. So an example of that would be a loud music or like, you know, a construction site that's nearby making loads of drilling noise that prevents you from concentrating on your homework or your studying, basically. So I think we need to differentiate these two because nowadays people say, oh, yeah, I'm distracted a lot when I'm studying. No, you got to differentiate the definition of procrastination and distraction. Now, Jumping into the question of why do we procrastinate? Well, I basically categorize it in just two reasons, but there's one overarching umbrella, like a uh, reasoning for this, and it's lack of motivation. But as I said, it's not just as simple as that is. And there are two sub-reasons for it. First one will be flawed perception of time. Well, I'll just give you an example. Like I think most of you would have found yourself in a situation where an essay will be assigned to you, which is due in like two months. And you deep down know, actually, it's actually, it would actually take a month to do the entire essay. But some people, including me as well, we can assume that, oh yeah, it can be finished in one week. It's not a big deal. Yeah, we'll finish in one week. 
And the closer we get towards the deadline, that's when we realize we hit the fan. <laughs> we realize we are deep, deep in trouble. We realize we're going to be like rushing the entire assignment. So the first thing is the flawed perception of time. The second category is difficulty in achieving actionable tasks. So nowadays people have a goal. So the first the first one was about flawed perception of time. That means they have a goal, but then their whole perception of time was flawed. Now as people have the goal and then they have actually broken down their goal into actionable tasks and then they've assigned like a certain time period for each actionable task. So let's mm-hmm. use the example in this case. Let's say everyone wants to be the best director who directs the best movie out there, like, you know, Inception. I mean, that's, in my opinion, it's the best movie out there. And, you know, they're motivated mm-hmm. to be the best director and they want to win an Oscar for it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, to achieve a goal, the first thing you have to do is break it down into actionable items. But let's be honest, more often than not, there will be some steps that are genuinely, genuinely hard. And when we reach mm-hmm. such steps, we immediately give up. They'd be like, oh, this is too hard, man. I mean, like, I'm just gonna maybe just stop doing this. Maybe just switch over to do so. Switch over to Netflix, switch over to Amazon Prime. Just watch a couple of movies. And then you're just going down the spiral where you never get back up again. Well, you have to understand that if these items, if these actionable items were actually easy, everyone out there would actually be the next Christopher Nolan or Quentin Tarantino <laughs> producing the best movies out there. So there is an entry to barrier. You have to get through these hard steps so that you could be the next best director out in the market. I mean, I'll be honest. Mm-hmm. The best example of this would be sometimes I myself found uh, me skipping certain lectures that are too hard when I'm not actually supposed to be doing it. So yeah, I think these are the main two reasons why people actually you know, procrastinate. Uh, what do you think about that, Felix? Yeah, I think there's a lot of sense in that in having to split the whole distraction and also procrastination idea. But I'll go off what you just said around splitting up goals and then I'll work my way backwards. So the first thing that you said was, or the most recent thing was that some people essentially they'll hit a hard task and then they'll just be like, nah, you know what? I want to watch Netflix just because that's the easier option, right? Well, there's a really good quote, okay, that this is so, this is wrong, so true at so many parts of my life, right? goes like this i'm not actually sure who said it Uh, i think i heard it from like a motivational speaker uh les brown so he said do what is hard and your life will be easy but do what is easy and your life will be hard does that make sense yeah definitely yeah so i think that really resonates with what you're saying and the other thing that you said is the whole point that people kind of leave things last minute to the deadlines that kind of resonates with parkinson's law right where Uh, the action item expands to fit the allotted time that you give it. So if you give something two months to get done, right? Let's say you have an essay, you've got two months to get it done. You know, you don't need two months to get it done. So you leave it till two days when technically, you know, you could have taken those two days to get it done right at the beginning of the deadline, Mm -hmm. save yourself a lot of stress, save yourself a lot of worry. But no, you wait till two days before the deadline. Mm -hmm. You're like, you know what? now would be a good time to start. And even then you procrastinate from doing it until it's like, actually, actually, you know, you either do it or you don't, you know, so you either start working on it now and you finish it mm-hmm. or you get a bad grade. You know, some people leave it to that mark. So I definitely think in terms of breaking down the whole motivation thing to having specific goals 
and also not sort of skipping out on hard things because I think I mentioned this in an earlier episode where I said it is often the first step that's the hardest but it's the next step that counts you know you have to keep at it you have to be consistent so the origin of procrastination is from latin word of procrastinationem right which means quite literally putting off from day to day right it's basically when you put something off you're like oh whether it's tomorrow whether it's the next hour the next 10 minutes you know you're like you know i'll just take a quick nap and then i'll do part two of this essay right you're putting something off and to me it's essentially how we lose time because of the distractions and also the inability to control how we respond to certain things so as to why we procrastinate i think it is often a lack of motivation or interest in whatever it is that you're doing right now and like you said, that can come from multiple sources. The lack of interest could come from, you just don't want to be doing this right now. In fact, we had the motivation versus discipline thing a long time ago. And we we're talking about how discipline is making yourself do something that you fundamentally don't want to do. So let's say that you're doing, I don't, I don't know, algebra or trigonometry or calculus or whatever it is, right? You don't actually want to do it, right? So you're not motivated to do it. So you're looking for any distraction, right? You're looking for that one text or that one movie, or that one sort of noise, right, outside to distract you. So you have a reason <laughs> to stop doing this <laughs> and to go do that, right? And it's the same thing with exams. When you work in a group, you're waiting for, like, your friend to come and, like, ask you a question so you could stop doing whatever it is that you're doing and just take five minutes off to do something else, right? <laughs> and we should, I'm not saying we shouldn't have breaks, but we almost look for distractions, right? We are seeking distractions, when we are doing something we don't want to do you know if we're doing something that we absolutely love doing for example like you know watching a movie right if you're watching my favorite movie as well inception i didn't know it was your favorite movie i thought your favorite movie was uh the dark knight well i mean basically christopher nolan man i mean all christopher nolan movies are my favorites okay. all right fair enough okay anyway yeah so if you're watching your favorite movie you know you're not let's say someone your dad or your mom comes in and says hey uh can i just change the channel you're not even listening, <laughs> you know, you're not even paying attention to what they're saying because you're so engrossed in this movie, right? Like genuinely, it doesn't matter. So when we think about procrastination and distraction, first, you do have to think, do I actually want to be doing this? Is this something that I want to do? And the second thing is, I agree on that. Sometimes we have hard things that we need to do and they're just a really tough, it's just a really tough task that we have to overcome. And the thing is, what we try and do is we try to do something easier to sort of emulate the progress or to sort of create progress, if that makes sense. So you'll be like, oh, um, I have to do this worksheet, right? Instead, you'll be like, oh, you know what? Let me um, actually, you know what I'll do? I will make notes on everything that's related to the worksheet first before I do the worksheet. You, you'll sort of sub-divert yourself into doing other tasks that are very small, right? And technically, they work towards your goal of wanting to complete this worksheet, but it is not the most important thing you could be doing. Because if you've heard of the Pareto's rule, which is the 80-20 rule, if you take a task, right, 
there is 20% of this task which will give you 80% of the outcome. If we have a really hard task, what we will do instead is that we'll do the 80% of that really easy type of stuff that only gives 20% of the outcome because the rest of the stuff is hard. That 20% is really hard to do. <laughs> so I think that's what you mean by how we get distracted to do other tasks that are easier. Because the thing is, to our heads, the easiest person to fool is yourself. Yeah. By doing all of these small tasks, you will start to fool yourself into thinking, oh yeah, I'm making progress. But the thing is, if you're doing low yield stuff, which is the 80% of stuff that gives you 20% of the outcome, then you're only ever going to get 20% of the outcome, mm -hmm. right? What you should really be doing is the hard stuff, that 20% that's going to give you 80% of the outcome. But obviously that's hard. So those are the two reasons I think, again, agreeing with you, why we procrastinate. So now that we've laid out some of the reasons as to what procrastination is and why we actually procrastinate in the first place, how, how can we work on this whole habit of procrastinating? How can we work on not getting distracted and staying intentional and true to our tasks, Harish? So yeah, before we jump to the solutions on how we can stop procrastination, I think we have to discuss the issue of awareness of our actions. So I'm going to make a couple of statements based on the handful of people I've talked to. But I believe there are a small handful of people who do not come to terms with the fact that they actually procrastinate. They blame it on the fact, oh, they lack focus or they just are easily distracted. And then there's the other group who are actually aware of the fact that they procrastinate. I myself believe I fall within this group. So yeah, I think we just have to make a differentiation between those two groups. Now on to the solutions. I believe there are loads of tools to help you solve the problem of procrastination. However, I think it doesn't solve the problem at its core because it is the mindset which is the problem. And the solution for this whole problem is meditation. Yeah, I just said it. It's just out there. I know that came out of nowhere, but I will tell you my journey on how I came to the point that meditation is the solution for procrastination. As I said earlier, there are loads of applications that helps you prevent procrastination like the Pomodoro timer and whatnot. And I saw this so many YouTube videos. I think there was one on by Thomas Frank. I'm not sure. I'm not going to name drop. But it was about how every time you get distracted, you write down the distractions on a piece of paper. And it seemed pretty easy to follow, right? But as I was doing this essay and I had this pen and paper beside me, there was a small little voice inside of me that was going, watch Umbrella Academy, watch Umbrella Academy. It was literally saying that. And I knew I had to write the distraction down on the piece of paper. But despite that, I just pushed the pen and paper away. I simply opened up a new tab and I went into the rabbit hole of watching Umbrella Academy. And at this point, that is when I realized these are all just tools to help me stop procrastinating. I need to get to the core problem because the fact that I pushed the pen and paper away has nothing to do with the pen and paper, but rather my mindset. And that's when I realized I have to change my mindset. And that's when I started researching on how to change my mindset of how to stop procrastination. And that is when I came across this thing called meditation. Now, this is going to be linking back to the first episode of where I used the example of this monk, Dandabani. So just to give you a brief summary of what it is, he basically says our mind, our brain is just a vast space with the different sectors, such as food, education, social activities, sex and whatnot. And our awareness is like a spotlight that shines on each sector 
as we participate in the sector and where every time we study, our spotlight is on the studying sector. And he says the trick for meditation is we need to be aware of where we personally shine the spotlight because nowadays we are not in control of the spotlight. We are letting external factors control where we shine the light. So if we see the phone, we'll get involved in games. If we see the laptop and iPad, we will naturally move to entertainment as a sector. We are not consciously controlling where we shine the spotlight. I'll give you an example of this. The most simple example, uh, this is like a simple analogy. It's a Tesla car. Imagine you're riding down the road with a Tesla car. Do you know the auto driving system? Yeah, that's mm-hmm. the one. Yeah. And when the car, sh- when it's going down one lane and when the car shifts into another lane, there's a sensor that immediately pushes back into the lane that it was driving in. And I feel that sensor is our consciousness that tells us that we are getting distracted. We're going to the wrong lane. Get the hell back to your work right now. I think that is what the monk is trying to say. We have to have this conscious awareness of where we are going. Every time we get distracted, every time we get derailed, there should be a small voice that pops up and says, get back to your work. I'll give you another example of where I've not mastered meditation, but I've seen the effects of meditation. So I was watching this one hour YouTube video on how to draw. And the first 10 minutes, my mind was genuinely going, come on, open up Amazon Prime. Let's watch this new show called Breathe. But I think one of my friends recommended it, Sani. He said it's R. Madhavan acted in it or something. And it's an amazing show, basically. And my mind was going, yeah, let's watch it. So let's watch it. It's a crime thriller movie, uh, show. And as I was thinking that, a small voice popped up and said, does this add value to your life? If you actually watch that Amazon Prime video right now, are you going to get any benefit out of it? No. So get the hell back to work again. So then naturally, I realized I was getting distracted and I went back to doing my work. So this is how I have reaped the rewards of meditation. And meditation is not a very simple task you know people just think you just sit in one place and you just become enlightened it's not like that it'll take effort and i'm not going to go into the whole area of how to meditate that tons and youtube tons of youtube videos on how you can meditate and now i did mention in the previous question that another group of people who have problem achieving hard steps hard actionable items and i'm going to link you to this philosopher back in the roman times his name is Diogenes the cynic and he adopted this very poor where he just wears a single robe and he was basically on the streets living on the streets basically and he believes if you put your mind and body through hardship eventually further down the line in life you'd achieve true happiness well i'm not saying everyone should just simple wear, wear should wear a simple robe and walk the streets all i'm saying is you need to understand that you have to put yourself through a bit of hard hardships before you can actually become the best at what you do. As I said earlier on, if it was easy to become a professional movie director, then everyone would actually become the next Quentin Tarantino or Christopher Nolan. You actually have to get that mental tenacity to get through those hard steps so that eventually you could be the best at what you do. What do you think, Felix? Okay, so... I think Harris has touched on a lot of really good points, but I think he's played a lot into my cards as well. We do separate research for this stuff, so it's quite cool how he's he's come up with some of this stuff. So 
the first thing he mentioned was awareness, right? Awareness or attention, okay, is really, really important just in life, okay? And it comes from this whole practice of meditation. And I'll get into that right now. So I think procrastination, actual act, comes from a lack of awareness, right? So if you just for a second forget about all these apps and if you forget all about these sort of methods and techniques to stop procrastination, just think of it this way, right? Because the thing is, if you bring your awareness to something, so let's say that you are angry, right? Let's say you're angry. If you're aware that you're angry, it starts to disappear. Now, on the opposite, if it's something good, so let's say you're eating, I don't know, pizza, right? If you are fully aware of the taste of the pizza, right, it amplifies the taste, right? If you focus yourself on purely tasting whatever it is in your mouth, it amplifies the taste. So what I'm trying to say, awareness, firstly, tends to make the bad sort of diminished and the good amplified, okay? And I think a good example of this is, have you ever noticed that if you're having an argument, right, with someone, let's say it's a fully blown out argument, you know, you're fighting over stuff and someone will call on your phone, Mm -hmm. right? And you'll pick up the phone and within the space of four seconds, the anger disappears. Your voice returns to normal and you're talking over the phone, you know, just like a normal person. Why does that happen? I don't know. It's because you become aware of that, right? You suddenly realize, wait, what am I doing? You (laughs) You get knocked out of it, right? So using that sort of logic, meditation is probably the best thing I can recommend to develop awareness. And awareness is the best thing I can recommend to live an intentional life, a life free of distraction and a life free of procrastination at least. So what I'm trying to say is that as a lifestyle, right, if you want to avoid procrastination, be aware and being aware includes a bunch of things. Here's here's a few things that I became aware of in my life and I used to avoid procrastination. The first thing I did was to control inputs and my sources of dopamine, right? This goes back to the first podcast episode we ever did. But one of the things that Harish mentioned was the fact that people sort of have these external points of triggers, right? So you'll see a phone and you'll be like, oh, wow, you know, I'll, I'll get a notification. I want to check it quickly. In fact, I think they did an experiment where essentially there was a scientist and they would take someone else's phone, right? They would take someone else's phone, put it in front of them. And they were basically monitoring any dopamine releases or stimulation. And even when there was a notification on someone else's phone, it triggered dopamine, right? It's not even their phone. It's someone else's phone, yet it still triggered dopamine. Mm -hmm. And that's a bit about Pavlov's dog, right? It's Pavlovian conditioning, right? So when you give the dog food, it salivates. It's sort of similar to that. So the thing that I did was I control my inputs of dopamine. I control my sources of distractions. And I think this is the easiest way to start. And this all came from awareness. So I have two fundamental things I do. The first thing is that I noticed that social media is a huge point of distraction, right? So Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, et cetera. So what I try and do is that the iPhone has become very good at being a distraction, but fortunately, Apple has given you some tools to sort of overcome that. So if you, you can check your screen time, you can check how many times you've picked up your phone 
just on your settings app, right? You can check all of this. And alongside that, you can also control something called your screen time. So what I do is I set a 15 minute limit on all social media, except Twitter, because Twitter's sort of slightly different. I use it for different reasons. But Facebook and Instagram, basically the things that you scroll mindlessly on, I always set a limit. Now, the importance of a limit is that when that 15 minutes is up, the iPhone will basically show me a screen which says, listen, you've used up your time that you told yourself you weren't going to cross. Okay, you can now jump in and spend more time on it. Do you want to do it? And it's that extra bit of resistance that really makes me think. And I think it's done wonders for my life because ever since I've been doing this, I've done this for like a long time. And I think when I first started it, my friends absolutely hated me because <laughs> I just like, you wouldn't get responses from me. Even now, you're not going to get instant responses from me if you message me. And that's because alongside this 15 minute time limit, I also have something called a notifications control, right? So I personally check social media twice a day around there on my phone during the holidays is a bit more but somewhere around 11 o'clock and then somewhere in the evening right that's when I really check social media work through all of the messages etc I don't check it a lot unless there's a specific reason for me to do so so knowing that what I try and do is I bulk process all of like my notifications and the way I do it is that I make sure that no notification unless it's emergent like calls or texts because people only text me if it's like a very, very important thing. So unless it's a call or a text, these notifications don't appear on my home screen, right? So they only appear in the notification center. So even when I'm using my phone, unless I swipe down from my notification center, I can't see these notifications. Even if they appear, I won't be able to see them. And the thing is, like, people may then say, oh, what if you miss something really important? I mean, like, what am I going to miss? Like, which a season two is out. I mean, I know that's pretty important, but you know, what's the biggest thing I could miss because I still have my calls. And if it's truly urgent, people know they'll just call me. Right. So those are the ways that I've used to control my inputs, at least on my phone. The next thing Harris touched upon is the fact that he would do all of these tips and tricks from Thomas Frank. Right. And they wouldn't work. This is such an important thing, I think, to tackle because what he's talking about is prescriptions. What they are are temporary band-aids, right? They fix the problem temporarily. So, for example, in Harris's case, he has this whole pen and paper system. But the pen and paper system only works, right, if he actively wants to work, right? Because ultimately, he could be watching Netflix and like he gave the example, he's just like, you know what, you know, I'm just not going to write it today. The same way I could have this whole system of like social media timers, but I could just basically turn it off. I could just be like, you know what, today I'm just not going to bother. And that's essentially what prescriptions are. That's what these band-aids do. They're temporary sort of fixes. They're just treatments, but they're not cures, right? So if you think about procrastination, once you engage in the act of procrastination, you're basically done for. And what I mean by that is if you start watching a Netflix series or you're a YouTube video, you're probably not going to stop unless you meditate and you're sort of used to snapping yourself out of distractions. You're not going to stop until something snaps you out of it, right? So I'll try and explain this. And Harish, t tell me if this makes sense, okay? Go on. <clears throat> so have you ever been on any sort of like binge right so yeah. you're procrastinating on YouTube obviously and 
<laughs> you're you're a YouTuber. You're procrastinating. Okay. Oh, yeah. So have you ever got to a point where like the the episode's finished, right? It's Friends season seven, like episode twenty nine, and at the end of it, it's like it's just a reflection of you looking into the screen. Oh yeah, moment, been there before. And at that moment, yeah, and at that moment, you're like what the hell am I doing? I've been here for four hours and I've eaten like six tubs of ice cream. You just I was know supposed that. to finish my essay today. Yeah, you just know that. At that point of time, you just messed up big, big time. You know, you have like four hours left for the essay and then you're going to sleep in the next two hours. So that means you're going to pull it all night. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And then that's another cycle because then you get stressed is like, oh my God, okay. So if I start an all-nighter now, then you'll be like, okay, if I work for an hour now, then I can come back here and watch another episode <laughs> between the already short time you have, right? Or for example, you're doing the same binge and maybe your parents or your friend comes into the room, right? Mm-hmm. And suddenly... Back have you ever reality. got to a point where you get knocked out of the procrastination yeah, and you're like, what reality. am I doing? So then what you do is you you get up, you make a loud statement like, oh, damn, oh, I got distracted for four minutes, guys. I mean, it's actually four hours. You'll be like, oh, just four minutes. Okay. Oh, man. Oh, silly me. Let me get back to work. <laughs> Been there before. Like the way I procrastinate is simple. It'd be like, if I start procrastinating at 4 p.m., I'd be like, yeah, let's start work at 4.10. When it reaches 4.10, I'll be like, let's finish the episode. And when yeah. the episode finish will be like 4.22. Like, no, let's wait for it to reach a whole number, 4.30. Yeah. And then you'll exactly. start a new, whole new episode again. <laughs> yeah, you start, you start rationalizing. And it's only when someone comes in. When someone comes in, what happens is you get self-conscious, right? Yeah. They're like, oh my God, does this person think I'm, you know, I'm just a waste man, right? Am I just sitting here eating ice cream? And then that external sort of input will knock you out of that state for a second and then you get up right mm-hmm. you stand up and as soon as you stand up you're like you know what i'm just gonna go upstairs and do work mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. this whole thing was triggered by something external coming in and disturbing your procrastination mm-hmm. so what i'm trying to say is that the key to not procrastinating is to knock yourself out of that loop before you enter the activity because once you click play on that netflix episode right the episode absorbs you completely. You know, once you sit in a movie theater, the movie absorbs you. You know, if it's a good movie, you're not going to be thinking about, oh, you know, oh, when when's my essay due? No, you're completely absorbed in it. And there's just no point until something external kicks you out, until the lights come on, you're gone, right? And this is where meditation comes in. So Harris said something like, um, some people conscious or most people consciously know that they're procrastinating i would actually argue against that by saying a lot of people don't know that they're doing this at least when they're doing it they don't know because there's nothing there's there's nothing else it's just them and the movie and then when they click play it's just the movie there's no like there's no voice in them going oh you know should i be studying should i be doing this it's just the movie there's what i argue is that um when people actively make the decision to procrastinate, they are aware of the decision. That's what I'm saying. When they procrastinate, when they are watching a Netflix episode, I, of course, they do not know they are procrastinating. But the yeah. minute they click on the Netflix, the minute they move the cursor, they are actively aware that they're actually going to procrastinate. That's what I'm saying. See, I think they are actively aware that they're going to watch something for mm-hmm. five minutes. Oh, yeah. Okay. okay yeah, that makes they're actively more. aware. 
that they're they're going to oh oh is this the trailer for the new batman movie oh let me just you know i'm aware that this is a trailer oh i'm aware that this is only two minutes long so i'm aware it's gonna only last two minutes right but once you're in that's it it's finished you're gone right you've lost awareness because once you're in that thing it, it auto plays on <laughs> yeah i'll give an example like yeah, yeah okay. so when as you said the batman trailer so it started off with a Batman trailer. Like this happened like just two weeks ago. No, yeah. one week ago. I think that's when Batman trailer was released, I think. Yeah. Batman trailer was released. I started watching Batman trailer just like three minutes long, the teaser. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, after this, I'll get back to it. Next thing I'm re- I realized I was watching the psychology behind the Dark Knight. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is funny because I told you it would happen. Right. The, a little bit of backstory. I found the new Batman trailer like last week when we were recording for the podcast. I think it was afterwards. Or was it before? I'm not sure. Anyway, I sent Harrison or I told him about it. He started listening to it. Um, and I was like, oh, that's really good, man. So I went along, you know, about my stuff. Three or four hours later, <laughs> Harish sends me like this long message about what the psychology behind the bat is. And the really in-depth analysis of what the trailer is. So what happened was that he clicked on a trailer, right? Which is five minutes long. And he's spent the next like three or I don't know how long you spent. Two or three hours just going into this rabbit hole. And at no point when you were in the rabbit hole, did you realize you were in the rabbit hole? Yeah, right? That's, true. that's very true. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I'm trying to say. I don't think people consciously realize when they are procrastinating when they're about to procrastinate, they don't do it with the idea of procrastinating. You clicked on that trailer with the idea of stopping after five minutes. Just like someone smokes a cigarette with the idea of stopping after one smoke. Do you get what I mean? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But instead that turned into two, three, four hours. And until like, you know, your mate comes in and is like, what are you doing? And you're like, what am I doing? And then you just don't remember what happened the last three or four, five hours because you've just been on this rabbit hole and it's only now when someone's like knocked you out of it that you're like damn what's happened what's the time you know you don't even realize time's passed Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. now this is where meditation comes in because meditation is often misinterpreted especially by students because like let's be honest like students like us right it will literally try it for five minutes and then give up and that's it (laughs) that's it we're like what what the hell is this i'm done right People think that meditation is about emptying your mind for five minutes, right? You feel some measure of bliss, some measure of, you know, inner peace or whatever you want to call it. And then you leave it at that and then you go on your way and then you finish the rest of your day, right? I like, I think the way I see it or from the knowledge and the books I've read is that meditation is a pathway, right? Mm -hmm. It's the first step to becoming meditative. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I'll try and explain what this, what this means. So being meditative means that you are aware, mm-hmm. just just aware, mm-hmm. right? So I think there's a story. I think some uh, philosopher by Osho, um, he, he he's had some bad press recently. But anyway, he had the story where he was talking about the Buddha, right? Mm-hmm. And Buddha was sort of, I think he was meditating under a tree or something. And someone asked him, you know, who are you? You know, are you a prince? Are you a singer? Are you a dancer? You know, he just said a bunch of different stuff. Are you a God? And Buddha was like, I am pure awareness. I am, or he would say something along the lines of, I am awake, 
or I am pure awareness, right? So when he says I am awake, what does that even mean? It means, I think it means that he is aware, okay? And when I mention this to people, when I try and go into a bit more depth about what procrastination awareness is, people are like, but I am aware. I am awake. Like, of course, you know, yeah, you know, I, I am like physically, I'm awake. I have all my faculties, you know, but actually, were you really paying attention? Really? Because if you were paying attention, you wouldn't procrastinate, right? You would see the trailer or you would see the movie as a distraction and say, no, this is not conducive to what I'm doing. And therefore, I will not engage in it. And it's so prevalent when I talk to people just about general distraction and problems. They will just say, oh, you know, I just binge watch YouTube for four or five hours straight. But the thing is, I have no idea why it happened. Why do you never remember why it happened? Because you weren't paying attention. You weren't paying attention in the first place. That's why you don't remember what happened and why it happened. Does that make sense? Because you didn't know it was happening until yeah. mm -hmm. it finished. And you were like, oh, wow, I can't believe it. It's sort of like a lucid dream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you're in a dream, you think everything is real, right? You you happily do everything. And then you'll see something super crazy. Like you'll see, I don't know, like Obama riding on a horse, flying on a planet, you know, surrounded by angels, right? Or some, something really trippy. And then you will go, oh my God, this is a dream, isn't it? You know, it takes something really sort of, weird to knock you out and that's what i mean like when you are procrastinating it's almost a state where you're just sleeping and that's where you have to develop awareness and the whole idea of meditation is not to sort of sit there for five minutes have your five minutes of bliss and then go off into the world and just like repeat it daily the whole idea of meditation is that you transfer that state of being you are when you sit there you empty your mind you let thoughts come and go, you don't judge it, and you just pay attention. It's not about just sitting there for 15 minutes. It's about trying to bring it to the whole day. It's about transferring that state of no judgment and of attention throughout the whole day and bringing that awareness throughout the whole day. Imagine if you could be at the level of peace you were, if you've ever tried meditating. Imagine if you could be in that state throughout the whole day. Do you think you'll procrastinate then, Harish? No, I don't think so. Because you're like constantly aware of what's going on, right? And I'm reminded of um, a example that Jordan Peterson says, right? Uh, <laughs> he's a seriously famous psychologist now because he's written books and he's all over YouTube. <laughs> Peterson Jordan? Uh, <laughs> yeah, Harish calls him uh, Peterson Jordan because he can't remember the name. But essentially, he has this sort of saying where he says, if you're struggling with something in your life, just spend some time watching yourself, which is another way of saying, be more meditative. Just watch yourself. But then most people will say, oh, I already do this every day. I know exactly what I'm doing. Like, were you really aware? Because that doesn't sound like you're really paying attention, right? Because if you're paying attention, then why are you eating unhealthy things? Why are you hanging around with toxic people? Why are you sort of not doing productive things or things that you want to do? If you're really paying attention, why would you do anything other than something you were motivated to do, right? And when you're motivated to do something and you do that thing. So for example, if Roger Federer is, start, is playing tennis and he gets lost within that tennis, that's a good thing. You know, it allows him to perform. It's not a bad thing to get lost within what you're doing. You just need to make sure what it is you're doing is actually something you want to do because otherwise you will just end up procrastinating. You don't really want to do it anyway and you're not paying attention. So that's something... 
I'm maybe, you know, going further into this, we'll basically go into another episode. So I'll stop there, the whole sort of meditation awareness, but to cut off procrastination at its root, to be, to not be dependent on things like, you know, apps or, you know, write things down on a piece of paper. Like these things are helpful, but they're like treatment. None of them are the cure, right? They're just band-aids. If not now, then later they will come off. That's my whole idea on awareness because meditation is really about bringing around a pure awareness and i think harris's example really illustrates that and if you're looking for apps you know i can recommend a ton of apps i personally use forest okay but like i said these are all prescriptions just because i said use the app or use forest or use this technique it doesn't mean it's going to work for you, right? Because your distractions are different. Your life is different. The way you think is different. And that's why the only thing that could probably really fully cure sort of this whole procrastination thing and cut it off at its roots is probably just being incredibly aware. Because then, you know, you don't need all these temporary fixes. You will have the awareness. You will live an intentional life. So, yeah, I think I think that's what I had about how to overcome procrastination. So... Yeah, Felix, now that we have discussed, you know, what exactly is procrastination and what are the different ways we can stop procrastination, I think we have to address the next big question. What benefits can you reap from not procrastinating? Yeah, I think there are a lot of benefits and I think it goes much further than just being able to focus on your studies, right? If Firstly, you become quite productive. But most importantly, I think, you, you, you start living an intentional life, right? A life with less distractions is a life where you can focus more on the things that you care about. It's sort of like minimalism, right? Because what minimalists do is that because they have less possessions, they are almost like less possessed by their possessions, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, so for example, because they have less possessions, they get to use whatever small things they have more. In that case, you become very aligned and you do things that you want to genuinely do and also you won't waste time. And this is probably one of the most valuable things because time is a limited resource. You also live an intentional life where everything you do is what you meant to do and in doing so, you do it with a 100% of yourself, right? So if you want to relax, then relax. If you want to watch Netflix, then watch Netflix, that's fine. But don't try and watch Netflix when you're trying to do a 5,000 word essay. Don't think of a million other things when you're trying to pay attention to your subject. In that way, almost, you, you want to sort of like cultivate mindlessness rather than mindfulness, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. You don't want your mind to be full yeah. of just all of these judgments and all of these thoughts. And, you know, Basically did you turn junk. on the hose? Did you, yeah, yeah. Like, did you turn on, you know, you don't want your mind to be thinking about that when you're relaxing fully relax you know when you're brushing your teeth focus on brushing your teeth okay because the thing is you are someone who wants to sort of be at your peak performance when you're studying right it almost makes sense not to think about studying all the time to save your mental energy until you really need to study and when you need to study you go as hard as you can you don't think about netflix you don't think about brushing your teeth when you're studying you only think about studying but yeah, these are sort of the things. So try and cultivate mindlessness, be more meditative and 
these are just things that I've been thinking about. And even my thoughts are constantly changing on it. So yeah, that's the benefits that I think you can get. How about you, Harish? What, what benefits have you got? Well, before I jump into that, I just like to point out, it is okay to relapse once in a while. Don't beat yourself up if you procrastinate. Because as I said, just last week, I went into this rabbit hole of watching the Dark Knight psychology of Batman. So, I mean, people do make mistakes. But from what I believe, if you stop procrastinating, the most obvious answer is you become productive. Obviously. You start doing your work on time. You start submitting assignments on time. Your life is perfect. I mean, not perfect. But you will be happy. And the process of you doing meditating allows you, as he said, achieve inner peace. You'll become like Poe. You'll start to catch fireworks with your bare hands. I'm just joking. What I'm saying is... Don't do that. Don't try that at home, please. I mean, as I said, the meditation is something that I've taken up recently in the past few months. It takes a couple of months to see the effects. I can tell you that for sure right now because I just started it. It just, it does take weeks. You can't just be like, yeah, I'm just going to do meditation once a week and I'm going to be like enlightened. It doesn't work that way. You have to be patient. You've got to stick to the process. If you stick to the routine, you'll eventually see the benefits. That's all I've got to say. And obviously, if you stop, if you learn the fact that you have to put yourself through that hardships to achieve certain goals, you will be able to achieve your goals in the long run. That's all I can say for now. The last thing I want to say, I know that talking about trying to almost cure procrastination rather than just putting band-aids on it is quite an abstract concept. And it's very, very individualistic. You know, what works for me may not work for you, but being aware in itself is just enough, right? So remember, using all of these apps, using all of these methods, they're all temporary fixes. They don't really like completely fix it forever. You know, you'll relapse later on. What you really want to fix is your awareness. You want to become more aware. If you're procrastinating, inquire into why it is you're procrastinating. Why? Like, why is it? Is what you're doing right now not actually interesting enough? Is your work boring? Why is it boring? Did you pick the wrong thing to revise right now? Or did you pick the wrong time to revise? <laughs> because it's 2.30 a.m. You're tired and your attention is so low that any YouTube video that you come across is so much better than whatever you're doing, right? Mm-hmm it's the same thing you know if you're in a cinema if you're watching endgame are you procrastinating no are you texting anyone no because your whole attention is in it another example is from from another philosopher and i think this is one of the best way to put it his name is jiddu krishnamurti i absolutely love him he says that the attention you should try and cultivate is like living with a rattlesnake in your room jesus okay That's so let's say extreme. you're in your room and there's a and there's a rattlesnake in your room every inch of you is focused on where that snake is moving like if it moves a centimeter you'll know mm. about it like every bit of your being is focusing on when that snake is moving you know you're not going to check netflix you're not going to think about other stuff there's nothing in your head apart from the movement right in that way you'll notice how much more aware you become right the more aware you become the less thinking there is because when you're focusing on the movement of the snake there's no thoughts in your head it's completely silent, right? You're not thinking about anything else. And I think this is why things like cold showers become popular because it creates this, it forces this whole meditative process within you. Because when you go into that cold shower, you think of nothing else apart from the piercing cold on your skin. I say this because I do this all the time. Like all you can imagine, all you can think of in that moment is cold. 
Mm-hmm. That's it. <laughs> but you cannot think of anything, even if you wanted to. You can't think of penguins. You can't think of polar bears. Just the cold, right? So just investigate. Why are you procrastinating? You know, That's don't judge. Thing. Don't say this is good. This is bad. Just be aware of it. And over time, you'll become more meditative. Like Harish was saying, he started meditating. And instead of only being able to sit five minutes without thinking, you'll be able to do it for hours and hopefully all the time. But yeah, so I guess to summarize then, we covered why do we procrastinate? What is procrastination? You know, are we not motivated to do something? Or are there specific goals that we don't want to achieve or that are too hard and we're trying to distract ourselves by doing something too easy? Then we covered how can we stop procrastination? We discussed the importance of understanding external sources of dopamine, external inputs, and external sources of awareness. We covered how apps, while can be temporarily useful, they're like band-aids. So any methods or any sort of forest app or whatever it is, you know, they'll work for a bit and then you'll get used to it. And then you will override that app because you always have that power and you just go back to whatever you're doing. We discussed the importance of awareness, of having less thoughts, right? And more awareness in whatever it is that you're doing, the importance of meditation. And lastly, we talked about what you gain okay when you don't procrastinate or what you lose i suppose as well like you lose this whole jumbleness of thoughts in your head all these distractions constantly going on in your mind and you gain clarity okay you're completely focused like that snake example think of having a snake in your room and there's nothing else there's no other thought in your head apart from making sure that you know exactly where that's going so if you put if you replace a snake with how you act how you live your life, I think why you procrastinate will become self-explanatory. And this is individual for everyone. That's why I can't say go do, go and use the forest app and it's going to solve your problems because it isn't. There's going to be individual things. There's going to be individual distractions. But if you become more aware, you become knowledgeable, you understand what it is and hopefully work towards solving it. Mm, but I yeah. just have two points. Uh, I mean, on, not on a serious note. If I had a rattlesnake in my room, I'll just procrastinate by just looking at the rattlesnake and not working on my <laughs> work. I'll be like, where's the snake going? That's what I would do. And also, why would you want to think of mm. penguins and polar bears when you're in the shower? That would be very interesting. <laughs> from you. What? It's Because it's cold. What do you mean? <laughs> yeah, nothing. It's cold, yeah. man. Every man for himself, yeah, sure. <laughs> what do you... What? That's... This is a weird. You can cut it out if you want. Weird accusation. No, just because it's the cold, you know. Like when you think of the cold, mm-hmm. you yeah. think of. Uh, it's because I have cold showers. That's why. Mm. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. Whereas Harris thinks of what the Dark Knight psychology <laughs> when he's in the shower. Okay. Anyway, so Harris, what's next? So yeah, this is goes back to our old tradition of one insights of the week. And basically this is where we just share any random insight that we have come across this entire week. It doesn't have to relate it, it doesn't have to be related to the topic. It could be anything that adds value to anyone's life. And to kick it off, we have Felix who will share his insight. So at Harish's whole sort of story about Diogenes, I was reminded of this story that I heard a while back. You may know it, Harish. So there was a point in the life of Diogenes. So Diogenes basically lives, like um, Harris said, he just has like a strip of clothing. He just lives like on the street, basically, just just like a homeless person, <laughs> right? So um, 
there's a story where Alexander, so this is Alexander the Great, right? Not just like some random Alex, okay? <laughs> Alexander. Oh, I think I know the story. I think I know the story. Go on. <laughs> okay, so basically there's lots of paintings depicting this as well. You can go look it up. But anyway, so there's a story where Alexander stood over the philosopher Diogenes and said, I am Alexander, the great king, to which Diogenes responded, I am Diogenes, the dog. When Alexander asked what he had done to be called a dog, he said, I fawn on those who give me anything. I yelp at those who refuse <laughs> and I set my teeth in rascals. Right. So that's what Diogenes said. So in the most famous exchange of this whole sort of meetup, right, Alexander asked Diogenes whether there was anything he could do for him because Alexander's a great king. He's conquered so many things. He can do whatever he wants. Right. And Diogenes, basically, Diogenes, who was enjoying the warmth of the autumn sun, answered, step aside to stop blocking the sun. <laughs> right. That's all he asked. <laughs> and then he says, this abrupt response showing his utter contempt for the power and prestige that Alexander craved spawned the large number of artistic renderings that followed. Although Alexander's attendants took umbrage at Diogenes' rudeness to their king, Alexander himself was not displeased. Leaving, Alexander is said to have remarked, if I were not Alexander, I would want to be Diogenes. So that's a little bit of an aside because like Harris talking about that just triggered this story. Have you heard of the story, Harris? Yeah, 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 yeah. So guys, yeah, my insight of the week is obviously is going to be about the psychology behind The Dark Knight. Everyone thinks, you know, it's just a movie by Christopher Nolan, but actually there is some deeper meaning behind each and every scene. There's this 30-minute documentary on YouTube. Please go check that out. And that pretty much concludes this episode. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Please do check out Spotify, Red Circle, and iTunes, and basically every other popular platforms for more episodes. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at 10th Men. 10th as in the numerals, if you have a longer message, email us at officialtenthmen at gmail.com, 10th written in numerals as well. To reach out to us personally, tweet me at Praboost, P-R-A-B-O-O-S-T, through Twitter and Instagram. What about you, Felix? Yeah, you can find me at Felix Pajora, some slight variation of it across all social media platforms or at my website. Until next time, keep safe. Tenth Men out. out.